0: Today, I'll be speaking with Stacy James, Canadian singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, and humanitarian about her journey of self-discovery, from the struggles she encountered as a child growing up to being in abusive and toxic relationships. She shares with us how writing poetry and music became a means of catharsis for her during these hardships. Today, Music plays a strong role in her life as she leads a successful band. She also helps guide people in their self-discovery and self-development journey and is involved in humanitarian events to help raise awareness and promote empowerment for women at local shelters. Today, we are talking to Stacey James, singer, songwriter, public speaker, and entrepreneur. So thank you so much for joining me, Stacy. And today we're going to talk about your life and what have brought you to the point of um, doing what you do as a successful songwriter and singer and public speaker. And, you know, you and I have talked a little bit in the past, and I really enjoy hearing your message, and I enjoy learning about how you um, have, have grown through your journey. So perhaps you could just share with us how things got started, and um, starting maybe when you were younger, and how that evolved you as a person um, to the point where you're at today.
1: Sure. Um first, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Uh, um
1: yeah, I uh well, I guess it all started very young. Um you know, I think it all kind of blends together in in many ways. Uh when I was young, my mother was a poet and uh she she was a singer mm-hmm. also. Um, She sang around the house every Saturday while she cleaned, listening to her Motown. Um, But the poetry uh, really intrigued me, and I began writing poetry at about seven or eight years old. Um, The second that I could really formulate proper sentences and put them to paper, I was writing. (laughs) Um, And I used it as a form of... um, uh, almost a th- form of therapy, I guess you know, um I was a really uh, chubby child. I grew up heavy set um all the way through my younger years into my teen years and then uh, through some of my adult life as well and uh, my, my actually my first poem was called "Beautiful Horse," and it was me asking a horse if it experiences the same kind of judgment that humans get, you know, like mm. when you um, if your mane looks a certain way, you know, are people looking at you a certain way and and stuff like that. Um, and then by the time I was, yeah, about 12, uh, I'd say about 12 years old, um, they started having melodies and um, they became songs. I started putting, started writing songs. So um, I guess my therapy sessions never ended,
0: <laughs> more or less. Yeah.
1: It just changed form a little bit.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And so from there you started writing songs, you started writing music. And then how did it um as you started getting older and whatnot um how then did you fit, start how did your writing change and evolve and why did it change and evolve? Well, um
1: I guess Um, from that experience as a child, um, it really drew me inside. So I've always been uh, an inside-out person, um, and I think that that is something that stuck with me. I was always digging inside of myself and trying to understand certain things and understand life and and me and why things work the way they do and emotions and why do I feel this way. And um, I was always looking for that inside of other people as well. And so I think that it changed and evolved in in, this, in the sense that um, I gained more clarity, and as I matured, I was able to see things differently because I was having different experiences. So I would apply those into my songs, you know, mm-hmm. um, from love to heartbreak to uh, grieving to, you know, um, losing people to suicide to, you know, just digging inside and inside. And and I think that that's where um, the music now comes from.
0: Yeah, Right, right. And so when we were talking earlier, you had mentioned that you were a single mom when you were quite young. And um, from that, I'm I'm guessing there was probably a relationship before that. And so um, the types of relationships that you've had along the way, maybe talk about that a little bit and talk about how that is also um been brought into your music as well
1: sure um yeah there uh, you know i've had a lot of different relationships um over the course of my time here <laughs> um <laughs> i uh I've been with uh, individuals that, you know, the the chemistry was wonderful and everything was great. I've been in relationships that included, uh, you know, substance abuse or physical abuse or emotional abuse, you know. I think that's, uh, you know, part of the biggest reasons I do the Women Helping Women um, event for the the local uh, shelters. But um, I'd say that... uh, you know taking a little bit of those experiences and and uh putting them into my music also was a form of therapy and also a form of understanding being able to to uh wrap my head around something that I I couldn't quite get at the time or maybe I would understand later but as a message for other people as well you know i think that when we're in different kinds of uh relationships we sometimes feel like we're really alone and Mm -hmm. being able to um, know that we're not alone in that experience is incredibly healing. And I know that I was able to, you know, find a lot of that through other artists, of course, but just being able to write out my experiences and then sing them again and again and record them and again and then perform them again and again was so healing that it made me want to help heal other people, because maybe they would be able to take the same, um, take the same thing from it that I was able to, just by hearing the words come out of someone else's mouth that understands.
0: Mm, Yeah. And so, yeah, it sounds like there is, it was very cathartic for you to work through relationships, uh, the things that you went through, the feelings, the emotions that you were feeling, and work through that through music.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: and so um, when you were in different relationships, you were mentioning that you looked for, for, you know, you kind of saw the best in people, but maybe they weren't living that truth. Um, Maybe talk a little bit more about that, because I know I've had similar experiences as well as an empath and um, I tend to kind of draw those people to me and it's taken a long time for me to be able to filter those people out, like to, to be compassionate towards them. But at the same time, know that, no, you shouldn't get in a relationship with that person because it wouldn't be healthy for me. Have you um, had the same, cause I know you're empath as well. So what is yeah. your experience, Ben? Uh,
1: well, I actually I call it. <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, I see the potential. I call it the potential effect.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I, there's a big difference between and and they don't. It's not something that's spoken about enough, really. I mean, we have our mental body, we have our physical body, we have our spiritual body. The spiritual body is all love. It is the height of absolutely everything wonderful. And as an empath, that's what you fall in love with. That's what you Mm -hmm. see. Um, And that's what you're drawn to naturally. But sometimes um, the connection between that physical and mental body is not there. You know, um, so they aren't able to completely live their truth because they're not in touch with it the way that you are. And so I had to learn to... um, Become an observer, more than mm. um, mm-hmm. and observe the situation from a different place rather than from inside of myself. Because then I'll always just run after that spiritual body, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like, yep. oh, you're, you're here, even if you're not completely plugged in. You know, it's uh, you you, you can't. Um, exp- I guess over time, I, I began to realize that you can't expect everyone to be able to identify that part of themselves
0: and Mm -hmm. some people
1: just don't reach it you know because they they aren't identifying it um and i think that that was um kind of my saving grace if you will um was knowing that um not everyone is going to plug in that way and and simply observing it saved me a lot of heartache, but I had to experience a lot of heartache to learn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. So yeah, I think that's really interesting because I know for me, it was the hardest thing to learn to observe, just observe and kind of get to that point where I could remove myself and and be on that outside looking in. Without being completely tied in emotionally and and sucked into that vortex that's um, so easily to get sucked into, right? Of being attached. It's, it's practicing that detachment, to be yeah. able to see what's going on and not um, and still send love towards that person, but but realize that that person is not at Place where they see themselves on that spiritual spiritual point they they don't see their souls the way I see it so therefore yeah. I cannot be in a relationship with that person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. No,
1: it, it's definitely a a hard a hard thing to learn. I mean, we don't go to school and get taught that, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and so let's talk a little bit too about. Um you were mentioning to me earlier that you started doing speaking engagements to talk about um spirituality and um things like that let's Let's chat about that, and how did you get to that point um well,
1: I guess um I had always been you know um talking about different things that were related to um universal laws and and the mm-hmm. spirit because it's uh just something that's been inside of me for well my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and you're uh, on
0: Facebook, so yeah, you put yeah. a lot of stuff out there and you do a lot of videos and yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's the there's my little platform, you know. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I uh I guess uh I'd say about 3 3 years ago roughly, um I was I I got nailed with this flu and I was so sick. I remember shaking in my bed. I was shaking so hard that my teeth were chattering and I was and my bones just felt like they were going to fall apart um mm. for at least 2 days. And it was the weirdest thing, you know. I I remember the day after the last day of feeling like that, I woke up and it was like no, you got to you got to do something now. You know, there was like no questioning. Yeah. Um yeah. It felt to me like I had just been completely activated it was like okay you know what put your feet on the ground and start running and so um, that's when I started you know um, really talking about the importance of identifying one spirit body and and trying to teach other people how to do it um, and what it means um, to a person's life and how to connect with it and helping give people the power to transform their lives utilizing that and the law of attraction because it can completely transform your life just having that understanding and I've seen some miraculous things happen for people um in doing mm-hmm. that and so it was it was just I've always wanted to help people. It's always been in me. Yeah. And that was just another way to do it but on a, on a really, really um important level that's gonna ripple out beyond.
0: I love that And so um, what are some of the, maybe you can give us an example as to maybe one of the stories that you have to share?
1: One of the stories? Like um, with individuals that have been in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've got a a couple, you know. um, There's this one gentleman that I had worked with. You know, I do work with people one-on-one as well.
0: Oh, really? uh, Just
1: empower, empower, empower. Um, And he ended up being able to, you know, step away gradually from uh, antidepressants and um, he had substance issues that he, you know, managed to get away from and he started getting out there and instead of, you know, wanting to take his life, he started trying to give life and teaching people about why they need to live. You know, um, that was one thing. always stood out to me in a really, really big way, um, you know, but even just uh, women, you know, I've worked with a lot of women, um, I work with men also, of course, but I've worked with a lot of women through the women helping women um, stuff that I do, um, and helping them find their personal power by by really finding themselves and understanding that there's more to them than just that that, uh, you know, toxic dynamic that they've found themselves in, that they're able to love somebody and walk away, you know, and find their their own personal Mm -hmm. strength, and then they set set themselves on fire while they, you know, go storming and they love themselves, and then they start a business, and, you know. Wow. um, Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot. It makes me teary.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's beautiful, really,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the women helping women. Is that what it's called, or yeah, yeah,
1: um, it's a women helping women event um and uh in two thousand twelve um I had uh set out on my journey um as a single mother of two now <laughs> um and I wanted to do I just knew I needed to do something. I had been um exposed to different forms of domestic for um a very long time, you know, not just with myself, of course, but you know with other people um friends and seeing you know some of their relationships even and there was a lot of different resources that were available in the city for these people that I know others had utilized um so I wanted to help um and being an artist one of the best ways that I could think of was. Let's, I'm going to do a charity of some kind um, with local artists. So um, I started rounding up uh, female entertainers um, that were or frontmen, you know, of different bands, and um, we would play um, to raise money. I started reaching out to all the local businesses to gather sponsors, and we'd put on these, you know, raffles, you know, for prizes, almost social style. And, um, yeah, we started with one organization, and then it ended up being three, and now we're going to be rolling into our eighth year, and it's just growing, you know. Um, the amount wow. of support has been unbelievable from the businesses and the musicians, and we're helping uh, men and women, you know, because these places do support um, anyone leaving domestic. So, yeah,
0: it's been well. That's pretty exciting. great. Yeah. yeah. So eight years, fantastic. That's super exciting. And so if people wanted to um, help out or contribute, how would
1: they do that? Uh, if they wanted to help out through Women Helping Women? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, we're all over social media, so we can be found Women Helping Women events uh, through Facebook, um, Instagram. Um women helping women event at gmail dot com uh, people can reach out um just in the process of building our website, so that's not ready just yet um, but uh, that'll be available very soon as well, and that'll be spoken about through all the socials the social that's media great
0: sites. perfect mm-hmm. because um as you know, this is a women based podcast, and i I love to help promote women empowerment so yeah, we want to make sure we get that word out there. Um, yeah, I love it, and so I, I mean, I, there's so many things we can talk about because, as I mentioned, you're you're just multifaceted and you have so much going on. But now let's focus a little bit to more on your music because I know that's something that um, that you love and you're so talented, and so. When when did you first start singing, and were you in a band, or were you a solo act? Tell us about that journey.
1: Yeah, um, well, I started kind of singing around the house um, when I was young. I mean, as I mentioned, I grew up with the Motown records. Love um, it. And I had absolutely no rhythm. It's so funny, because when I was young, I'd be dancing my heart out, and my mom would be like, follow the beat, Stacy."
0: follow the
1: beat, and she'd be tapping her foot, and I'm here, there, and everywhere. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I started singing really young, and um, by the time I was turning my poems into songs, that's when I really started to search for my voice. Um, When I was 13, I got my first keyboard. Um, I had guitars when I was younger, but I never really took to it the way that I did the piano. Um, But I got my first keyboard at 13, and I started um, writing the music now for uh, some of these songs. And I ended up linking up with the local hip-hop scene when I was 14. And they brought me in to start doing some of the hooks, and I'd get on stage and sing with them. Um, And then by the time I was 18, I joined my first band as the frontman of the band, um, I wasn't playing any instruments live at that point. I was just writing the, the lyrics to their instrumentation, um, and then by the time I was twenty two, twenty three, I started with my own band, and that was uh, my Stacy James band. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been kicking along ever since, and releasing, and I collaborate with a lot of different people, and I writing is my baby, so I yeah write. Right for other people also and yeah wow never ending go go go
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and so um did your mom really help to uh, encourage you to to continue to build on that talent
1: she did you know she um she was always, you know, very, very, very proud of, you know, the fact that I, I was singing and, and that it was original work. I mean, she she sang when she was younger, but it was cover material, and um, she was always my biggest support. You know, it's it's kind of hard to get support when you yeah. are an artist sometimes, um, but my mom was always in my corner and, and encouraging me, my biggest fan and critic, you know. Yes. Yeah do that with your voice you're going through your nose I'm like okay (laughs) you know um, yeah so she definitely encouraged me along indeed yeah
0: yeah it seems like you and your mom has had a really special relationship just seeing what I've observed on Facebook and I know that your mom uh passed away what was it about a year ago
1: around Uh, there maybe yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, so she was, uh, she was one of my soulmates,
0: without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She seemed very special. She was and is. I'll say Yeah. Is. <laughs> well, and yeah, let's say is right because it, our souls really are are just transitioning, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So um, let's talk about the mediumship talent that you have as well. Um, so are you able to connect with your mom? Um, or is that not it, or is it just other people that you you connect with with uh your no third way. eye open in that area?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's never stopped communicating yeah um, I think that that's <laughs> I, love I think it. that's probably one thing that um that really helped me um through the loss of, of of her physical being is the fact that I did have the ability to connect with her still um right. you know i noticed that typically when uh someone passes there's a bit of a window there where there isn't much uh ability to communicate with them until they fully transition mm-hmm. um and uh i call that the healing gap but um yeah she she came through very quickly and uh i've been able to communicate with her ever, ever since really you know um and I'm I'm very grateful that I, that I have that ability because it's probably helped, you know, keep me, keep me going. For sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. And so um, how do you do you work with people and you offer this service to other people to be able to speak, have the um, spirit speak through you to communicate to their loved ones here? Or how does that work for you?
1: um I do I uh work with uh people one on one um depending you know on on what they're they're looking for of course you know so if they're wanting to be in touch with a loved one then I am able to do that if they're just wanting some clarity on their own journey you know via their spirit guides and someone to be in touch with their spiritual body on their behalf I mm-hmm. can do that as well um or both um and then, you know, I also, i it's called spirit scan. So it's where you can kind of take a review from top to bottom and left to right and kind of scan over an individual and see where, you know, some of the pieces might be a little bit broken. And that includes their physical body. I can usually nail down all their physical injuries they've had and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But, wow. uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's all very third eye
0: opening so yeah Yeah, for sure so do you have any stories or anything to share with us about an interesting um channeling medium type of uh um experience that you've had
1: oh yeah i mean where do i start um okay well give us something juicy okay (laughs) something juicy um (laughs) well there was um, one gentleman that I had spoken with, and um, he had lost his wife um, and it was very interesting because the first time I met him and he had actually come out to one of my soul fuel uh, public speaking events, and we didn't go into anything but there was a woman that was present there and I had actually told his friend you know I, your friend has had like this woman there like she's wanting to speak and he's like oh man I think that might be his wife so I ended up being in touch with him and we were going through things and I was like she keeps talking about calcium like what is this I'm like calcium deposit like what's like and I'm picturing a sink you know I'm like what is this about a calcium deposit and he starts laughing and he's like oh my goodness he's like there was this time where she thought that she had a lump like she thought she had breast cancer but then we found out it was a calcium deposit and we started laughing because she was like making all her plans and everything. And so that that's a pretty funny one. And it's very random because
0: Yeah. Isn't calcium that deposits that come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really random, for sure. So when you um Get to the do these things just pop into your head, or do you have to get into a zone, or are you always finding that you're connected with your spirit guides and with these visions and the channeling?
1: Um, I'm for the most part, I'm pretty much always open. Um, I just hmm. noticed that um, I've got control. I I choose to not be there a lot. Otherwise, it it sometimes it it can be hard. You know, I've been at the store, you know, where I have this lady right by me, reaching over the meat deli, and she's getting her salami, and I know that her husband wants to talk. You know, so oh wow. When I'm places, I have to, I have to manage myself. You know, yeah, I just kind of focus on the ground, Um, but when I want to actually channel i i find that i to do my best work i have to go into a a form of a state of meditation if you will so that i can really gather (laughs) what i need
0: love it okay so i'm just going to throw this out there if you don't see anything don't worry but can you tell me anything about me has anything stood out to you
1: about who you are? or Just anything. Well, I got something about a knee. I don't know if there's like mm. a fracture or a knee injury on the right side. That came through. And then there's mm. something about an older gentleman where he's kind of, I want to say, not completely bald on top, but there's some flowy, like a couple of hairs over the top and then a little bit fuzzy all the way around and light mm-hmm. facial hair. I'd say he's probably about six foot. Um, okay. I have a B. I want to say a Brew something, but I don't feel like that's right. And okay. I don't want to reach. Um, but a cardigan sweater, like kind of a grayish, a dark gray cardigan sweater with little brown buttons. Okay. He looks like a. He has nice energy. Seems like a nice soft-spoken man. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is resonating with you, but
0: And is this, do you think this is, is this a spirit around me, or is this a person?
1: I think that it's a spirit. I'm not getting the idea that it's a person.
0: Okay, so would it be a guide?
1: No. I usually can't see guides clearly.
0: Oh, Um, interesting. I, I
1: can get their energy and I yeah. can get kind of figure forms, but I don't often see them as, like, um, people. Okay. Like, I can usually pick up that there's, okay, like, there's three females and a male. There's, you know, um, something like that, but I will never be able to get their their image. Yeah. Uh, so that's what kind of leads me to believe that it's an actual spirit. Um, yeah. And I'm not getting a father figure. I'm getting more of, like, a maybe
0: a friend or an uncle? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I think you're talking about my uncle Bob.
1: (laughs) okay. He passed
0: away. He passed away about six months ago. And I didn't get to say goodbye to him. Yeah, we actually weren't very close, but when we did see each other, I I did feel a connection to him. And and it's kind of weird because we weren't close. But yet, I don't know, there was an interesting connection um and then my knee um yeah i've been having trouble with that knee when i i live on a mountain and sometimes i'll do stairs on the back of the mountain and i've been finding that knee has been bugging me a lot lately so yeah yeah that would seem to resonate yeah both of them (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) that's cool that's very cool i love it i love it um so, yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but I, no, I just okay. felt like, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, I guess if people wanted to get a hold of you for any of these things that you are involved with or that you offer, what's the best way for them to get a, in contact with you?
1: Um, info at soulfuel.ca. Um, that's the email address. Um, for all of my, you know, public speaking and uh, one-on-one work and medium work, yep. Info at SoulFuel.ca.
0: Awesome, and so um, they can probably connect with you on Facebook as well.
1: Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a search away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. Um, so when it comes to your music and the Stacy James band, um, what's the best way for people to listen to you? Spotify? How how do they listen to you?
1: Oh yeah, um, Spotify, iTunes. Um, Stacy James Writer is the, the the tag that I use a lot. So um, Instagram, YouTube, Stacy J Writer on on um, Twitter, Stacy James Writer, my music page on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, I'm on uh Spotify and, and iTunes and I have a lot of music coming out this year. Lots.
0: Yeah. Exciting. So exciting. Oh have you? That's awesome. Well, you're so talented and I just love it. I, I mean I could talk to you forever. Um there's so many things to talk about, right? But um I love the journey that you've been on and how you've evolved, and um, I think that we have a a lot in common in that regard as well. But um, I, I definitely know that your story is something that so many people can relate to, with everything from from what you from the things that you went through as a child, being overweight, to um, being in relationships that were difficult. Um, and being a single mom, and just how you've grown into this person who really goes out of their way to help people. And I love the women helping women. I love that. That really resonates with me. And um, how you've ascended spiritually as well, I think that's... You know, something that we're all experiencing to different degrees, especially right now. But um, I I love that you've been able to help people through that as well, too, through medium, through channeling and all of those things. So thank you again for joining us. I love chatting with you and I hope we can chat again soon in the future.
1: Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. And and thank you so much for for doing this. I mean, I hope that, uh, you continue helping inspire others. I think it's beautiful.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Okay. That was awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Yay. That was awesome. That was fun. Oh, (laughs) that was great. Yeah, it was
1: fun. It's nice to talk about all the different things in one. I don't often get